On today's Best of Podcast episode, we're going to get the inside story on China getting back up to speed with shipments. We're going to take a closer look at a magic product research technique, and we're going to finish with why Kevin King thinks Project X and the Freedom Ticket program work so well together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. And today we have another best of our podcast episodes. All right. We're going to go into all of your favorite episodes of the past few weeks. Now, for over a month, we've been talking about what the coronavirus might mean for shipping and logistics coming out of China. Now, the situation in China is starting to return to what it was before the pandemic hit. Today's first podcast features Rafael Elbas from Unicargo who's got boots on the ground in China and is an expert on the subject. Let's start off by hearing what Rafael has to say about the, how the shipping situation in China is starting to return to normal. They're going to have a backlog with, of orders um, coming out of you know, production. Uh, and it, here it comes as it depends how big you are and depends how, it, how important of a client you are to the factory to put you up you know, in, in, in first priority or last priority. Um, but yeah, the, the effect is, is, is still out there. Um, and we expect, we expect the effect to, 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 to be with us at least until May, June, even though factories will come back to normal capacity will rise again. There's going to be a very big backlog and very big, um, you know, order stacking up with those suppliers. The large number of new sellers on Amazon creates a lot of competition. Here's one way that the increasing number of sellers can actually work in your favor. You know, with time, freight forwarders and especially dedicated Amazon dedicated freight forwarders started to, to build, we call it hybrid products for Amazon sellers. So there's a regular air freight where you, when you book an, uh, you know, uh, uh, a cargo with an airline, you, you book it as an airport to airport, you, as a freight forwarder, we arrange our trucking partners to pick up and our trucking partners to deliver. With air consolidation, what happens is we figure out that there are a lot of Amazon sellers out there. They are all going to the same location, which are Amazon facilities. So we started, not only us, but Amazon dedicated freight forwarder, we started building air consolidation. So what it means, basically, we will have like a weekly or a bi-weekly booking with airlines where we buy space for three and four thousand kilos, three or four ton. And what we do is we combine a lot of sellers on that flight. So you can have a 100 kilo, uh, David can have 200 kilo, this guy can have 400 kilo and... Basically, we already booked a slot for three and four ton, and we bought our air freight price is based on three or four ton. So instead of booking uh, your 100 kilo on yourself with airline, we book it on our on our three ton slot, which means the price for the air freight for the actual you know moving the goods internationally is going to be you know it's going to be reduced by by a lot. Sometimes making sure that you don't run out of stock on Amazon is worth the added expense of a rush shipment. So express shipping, we will usually use either DHL, FedEx, or UPS, the, the big brand names. Fast means expensive and slow means cheap. So Air Express is the fastest service you can get. You're looking at about, you know, we, have, we can have a next day service even. So 
We have services that your cargo is now with the factory and tomorrow it's going to be in Amazon in the States, you know, delivered to Amazon. That's the highest price. And you have like a regular express service, which is about two to three, two to four business days from pickup to delivery. Um, and you would use that service if you have a fairly smaller order, like a 50 kilo or 100 kilo, or if you need it very fast. You know, we have clients selling 1,000 units a day, you know, very big clients. And for them, being out of stock, and it's not, you know, it's not worth any, any price in the world. So they'll pay anything to get big shipments into Amazon as fast as possible. Of course, you don't always have to ship straight to Amazon. Here's what Raphael has to say about 3PLs. I would say it depends on the size of the seller. Small to medium sellers ship directly to Amazon because it's cheaper. You don't have to go through another stop in a 3PL. Um, so most of them will ship directly to Amazon today. I would say from the small to medium sized sellers, 90% of them ship directly to Amazon, request to ship directly to Amazon. Um, the bigger sellers are, you know, doing, you know, shipments by the container load. And with Amazon storage prices, it becomes very, you know, very expensive to keep huge amount of stock on Amazon. So these guys send it to our 3PL for unloading. You know, we build their pallets on our 3PL and then keep some pallets in storage and then like drip feed pallets to Amazon as per their sales and, you know, and per the requirements. So bigger sellers would tend to send goods to a 3PL to keep in storage just because they have bigger shipments. Next up is Alina from AZ Rank. Alina is an expert on Amazon keyword ranking strategies. For one of our Project X products that we used her for, we got to page one on a keyword with thousands of monthly searches with only 11 people searching, finding, and buying it. We all know that selling on Amazon or the Serious Sellers podcast isn't just a North American phenomenon. Here's what Alina has to say about European Amazon sellers who might want to try to sell in North America. Okay, so uh, you don't need to have an LLC. Uh, currently, I uh, am selling on the on a Romanian company, so uh, it's it works perfectly like this. Uh, you can also do it uh, on a as an individual, but with a business. Uh, account on Amazon. You can also do that, but it's more difficult uh, because every country has um, um, different tax, different taxes for you to pay, like um, when uh, you have to declare your income and stuff like that. Uh, if you have a company, it should be easier because there are services that can uh, keep the books for you. So uh, first I would say, uh, have a company established in your country. Then um, open, of course, an Amazon account, you can very well uh, use uh, a bank account established or opened in your country. So you don't need a, a USA bank account. And that's pretty much it. It's always nice to see how other sellers use Helium 10's tools. Here's Alina talking about how she uses our X-Ray and Frankenstein tools with her Amazon title research techniques. First of all, we we search on Amazon for, for the main keyword. And what? how do I know the main keyword? What's the product's name? Let's say my famous milestone blanket. I know everybody knows it's called milestone blanket. After I search uh, after the milestone blanket, um, a page of results uh, came out and I am going to choose the top five sellers, the, the, the top five listings that are selling the most. 
After that, I'm going to open uh, them all in the in the different uh, browsers, uh, in, in different uh, tabs, and copy paste all the titles, so the the entire title, into a tool that I use called uh, WordCounter.net. Uh, actually, um, Frankenstein, I, uh, I think Frankenstein from Helium 10 does this as well. After um, uh, putting uh, all the titles in there, uh, I will extract the, um, the repeated words and combination of two and three words. Basically, that's, w- uh, that's what uh, Word Counter and Frankenstein Oh, I love <laughs> it. All right. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they show you how many times a certain word or phrase or, uh, or a combination of two and three words are repeated in those titles. And um, I sort them out and I decide, okay, if all these five listings have these words and these combinations, of course, besides my Storm Blank, and that's, that's, of course, has to be in there. But all the other that are repeated in all five of them means they are important. Alina is from Romania, and she's got her finger on the pulse of European sellers. Here's her take on the opportunities that exist for Amazon sellers in Europe. What I would say would be um, start selling in Europe if you aren't already. And uh, don't go to UK market because everybody is uh, focusing and targeting UK because of the language. Go to Germany. Even the language barrier it's, uh, is more difficult, but the opportunities there, you're going to see it's amazing. You can use Helium 10 to, to discover those because you guys have a lot of um, uh, tools that uh, analyze the, the, this marketplace and all the European ones, actually. But uh, you will definitely find some awesome opportunities there. Uh, really low competition and good, good uh, volume market. Now we're going to speak with one of the Serious Sellers podcast favorite all-time guests. Tomer Rabinovich is an e-commerce superstar and former professional magician who's going to be sharing with us a magic product research strategy that is so cutting edge, you've never even heard of anything like it. We're always talking about keyword research, but at the end of the day, you've got to have a product that people want to buy. Here's Tomer's take on that. Yeah, so product research, I believe, I mean, we never talked about this actually, Bradley, but I believe this is the number one most important thing when it comes to selling on Amazon. The reason being that you can do everything wrong. You can have a bad listing, you can have uh, not even getting indexed, not running PPC correctly or whatever it is. But if you chose the right product, a lot of times you will still get sales and sometimes a lot of sales. And I saw this happening a lot in many different accounts that I looked at. But if you chose the wrong product and did everything else right, you have beautiful images, you know how to do PPC, manage your inventory, um, do keyword research, you do everything correctly, but you still don't sell anything because you went into a saturated product or a product without any demand. Um, so you won't sell anything. So that's why I believe, I mean, everyone thinks product research is basic because that's what you learn in different courses and things like that. But no one talks about product research once you are established, once you have a few products, once you have a product line, how do you expand that product line correctly? Tomer has always been known for his keyword strategies, but here's a cool new product research technique that he's developed. Yeah, so this strategy is something that I've been uh, preaching for the past, I would say, three years. Uh, I spoke about it at at very small, intimate events, not like really... um, I don't think I spoke about it at any big of the big events I've spoken in um, because I kind of keep it to myself and also to the people I, I consult and things like that. 
and they're all, like almost all of them are using this method because it makes sense. So I call this launch and scale. So basically, when you think about product research, you need to think about the end. You need to have your end goal in mind. Like, are you aiming to do $10,000 a month with this product in sales or 20 or 50 or what is going to happen with time and how long is it going to take you to get there? And are you happy with that? I mean, we have a list of products that we want to launch and we prioritize them in different ways, which if we'll have time, we can also discuss. But launch and scale basically means I need to see that I can launch this product relatively easy, easily. So if I get 10, 20, 50 reviews, as soon as I get there, I know I will have organic sales. And once um, I do get there, with the organic sales, I'm going to get reviews and I'm going to grow the product. And after a while, hopefully I can scale this product. So this is like the basic theory behind this. So you want to uh, make sure there is room to get in with 10, 20, 30 reviews, get organic sales, and then those organic sales will push you with, when I say organic, that means organic and piece it together. That pushes your, uh, you will start getting your reviews organically and everything, and then you will scale uh, once you have more reviews, once you have some more history, optimize your PPC, things like that, and then you can really scale this product. It's always exciting to get an inside peek at the workings of an e-commerce mastermind's techniques. My method is to look for at least two, at least two that are less than 100 reviews over 100 days and are doing over 2K a month. And also I make sure those are if sold by FBA. I don't want to compare myself to AMZ or Merchant or anything like that sold by Amazon or by Merchant or anything because that is not comparing apples to apples, right? That is not a really fair comparison. I want to see some that are doing the same model as I'm doing. Uh, I don't mind having them on the first page. They don't bother me. If I see them, that's okay. I just want to see um, those that I look for, basically. So as long as I see those, then I can look for the scale, okay, the other products. So my, let's say in this case, let's say the goal is to get to $10,000 a month. Okay, let's say that's my goal. So I need to look for two more products, two additional products that are doing over 10K a month have less than 350 reviews and are also over 100 days and sold by FBA. So if this happens, if I see like two more, two additional products that are over $10,000 a month, have less than 350 reviews, and I, you know, I can estimate how long it's going to take me to get to 350 reviews. You can use, uh, look at the review velocity in X-ray. You can kind of estimate how long it's going to take you to get there with this product. And if you are happy with that, then... This means that you can launch this product, get to 2K, start getting organic reviews, and then scale up to over, hopefully over 10K a month. Um, and the difference between this method and any other method that I ever saw is I'm not looking for reasons to disqualify the product. I'm looking for reasons why I should go after this product. We know that Amazon wants us to build brands, but sometimes the best way to scale up is to sell more of whatever's already selling. So let's say you launch a yoga mat, okay? Let's say it's you're killing it and it's selling really well and everything is fine. And then you say, oh, I sold really well with a yoga mat. I'm going to launch a yoga ball next because I want to build a brand. That's what Amazon wants me to do. They want to build a brand and everything and I can cross-sell between my customers and everything. Now, that's okay. Like, you can do that if you want to. Um, what I do, I mean, you can also do that at the same time, but what I like to do is something we call 
selling more of the same. So if a yoga mat for $10, let's say I launched it and it works well, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to launch more colors, more sizes, more like a two pack, three pack, four pack for all of those things. I'm going to do a lot of research. Okay. I'm going to do like a deep research analysis and everything to make sure those are actually uh, good ideas to launch. I'm going to check which competitors, what variations they have, what they're doing that is actually doing well. And then I'm going to launch more of the same products of, this, of the product that I just have because if you think about it, it's going to be the easiest launch ever because you know all the keywords from your PPC, from the research you did. It's going to be probably very simple photography because you know the product and you already did it once. It might be just graphic designing and Photoshopping everything um, to like change the colors or pack or whatever. It's really important that um, you once you get a good product, once you get uh, going with a product, don't just go to the next product in line. First, do everything you can to really maximize the sales and revenue and everything out of that one product. Finally, we've got one of the most popular Serious Sellers podcast guests of all time, Kevin King, a true e-commerce superstar who's going to let us know what he's been up to and give us his top tricks and strategies for 2020. Here's what Kevin has to say about the differences between the updated Freedom Ticket program and the new Project X. Project X, you know, Project X was... A, it's a little bit different approach, you know, with, with Bradley and Tim doing Project X. That's more of a case study. Mm-hmm. Freedom Ticket is more of a straight-up training. So Freedom Ticket is a lot of the fundamentals and the, the groundwork, and Project X is great for seeing the implementation. Plus, Tim brings a little bit different approach than some of what I teach in Freedom Ticket, which is great for you guys. So if you're not doing both, I highly recommend, if you've only been doing Freedom Ticket, you need to take a look, go to YouTube, subscribe and take a look at the free, uh, the Project X or vice versa. If you've only been watching Project X, take a look at Freedom Ticket because I think by seeing two different approaches and two different styles, there's some overlap, but you're going to, I think it's going to make you much more well-rounded and give you a lot of good ideas and inspiration for how you can uh, do your Amazon business. Amazon is constantly changing. Here's what Kevin feels are the biggest recent changes with their selling ecosystem. The biggest change probably, uh, you know, the way people are doing uh, launches now is completely changed. Um, and the takeaway of the customer data, I mean, back on that calendar business, one of the benefits I would have is if I sold 20,000 calendars through, uh, through Amazon or, or, or something, uh, I would have 20,000 names and addresses that I could then download and actually send out my flyer to, uh, and sell them additional products and additional things. It wasn't just buy our calendars. It's like I said, we had over a hundred different ones, other ones that we were basically just a distributor of. And that, that was taken away for most accounts. Now, Kevin is going to talk about what he feels is one of the most positive changes that can help sellers on Amazon. Yeah, brand analytics is huge. I mean, the thing I do is, I mean, Helium 10 is my tool of choice, obviously. And I'm not just saying that because I do some training with, with you guys and stuff. But even if I just some random guy and didn't, wasn't involved on the training side or anything, I would still use Helium 10. I like Helium 10 because it's it's very robust and gives me the data, but there's a few things that you just can't get. I mean, there's some software tools that may provide some of this data, but they're doing it with without Amazon's permission. And Helium 10 goes by the book and does what's allowed. And so I like to go to Brand Analytics because that's coming from Amazon. They have some additional data. Uh, like I said, some people scrape that and put it into a tool, which you're not allowed to do. But there's some additional data in there that can be very, very valuable in the conversion rates and on on checking on products. And you can take that and interpolate that and put that into some uh, some formulas where you can really see what's converting and what's not. Uh, and it takes a lot of the guesswork out. Um, so if you really know how to use brand analytics, it can be a, a huge advantage to you. 
after you've found a product and it's starting to gain some traction, for a lot of sellers, the next question is how to get reviews. And the number one question I get in the freedom ticket when I do the Q&A is like freedom ticket extra uh, or something. When I do those Q&As, people are always like, so how do I get reviews? You know, yeah. What's the number one way to get reviews? Well, there's a couple of legitimate ways. One is if you're brand, re uh, brand registered, uh, you can use the Vine program. Uh, another way is you can use the early, you know, pay mm -hmm. the 60 bucks. You don't have to be brand registered for that and get the, uh, the first five. But the number one thing is you got to put out a damn good product. I mean, if you're putting out a good product that solves someone's problem and makes them happy, you're going to get reviews. And then it's a numbers game. Then it just becomes you got to sell enough. You know, one to two percent naturally are going to leave a review. You can use, you know, if you want to use follow the follow-up tool from Helium 10 to try to bump that number up a half a point or another point or something if you want to. And you just got to sell. And so that means you got to drive outside traffic, or you got to have an audience already. Or you just got to sell. Uh, gaming the system, I think, is the wrong approach. As Amazon grows, it's important to grow with it. We all know that Amazon loves outside traffic. Kevin might not be a youngster, but one of the reasons that he's been so successful with e-commerce is his willingness to evolve and continually get better. So it depends on your category, but especially if you're in beauty, um, Pinterest is a highly underutilized uh, thing. And I also think I'm about to test this, but I know a couple of people that are crushing it on TikTok. If you're not familiar with TikTok, uh, TikTok is the probably the number one video platform right now among the young young people. Um, it's easy to get addicted to it and just lost in it with all the crazy stuff. But uh, I don't know exactly how to, uh, to to do TikTok. I'm actually going uh, recently got to, went to a conference where someone was speaking about. It, so I'm I'm anxious to implement some of those strategies uh, because I think that's a wide open space right now. But Pinterest is another one uh, that a lot of people are underutilizing, I think, uh, to drive outside traffic. Obviously, if you have your own house list, you know, for example, my calendar business where I have a list of customers who buy in forever, one of the things we're going to do next year is to leverage that and drive that traffic to Amazon and go through uh, and go to helium10.com forward slash gems and, down, and use some of the keyword tools and stuff there to actually rank a whole bunch of calendars besides ours and do a lot of customers who bought this, bought that. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, really blow that up. Well, there you have it. Those were the top episodes of the recent weeks. We've got a lot of great new episodes coming your way, including an upcoming episode next week, which will launch our new theme song that's actually made by an actual artist that's on the charts, made a theme song for the Serious Sellers podcast. We're also going to go into a lot more cutting edge strategies for those of you, especially the Amazon seller. And we've got a special announcement. I don't want to get into too many details yet, but we're having a podcast blast from the past slash relaunch. And I might have said too much already, but make sure to listen out for that announcement in the coming weeks. Until the next episode, I've been your host, Bradley Sutton, and we'll see you next week. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.